Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to discovering delectable dining? Find something that sizzles. A time-tested favorite. A feast for your eyes and palate. And a dining experience handled with care. In Vicksburg, the key to the South. So joining us now on the podcast, Alex Miller. He covers the Aggies for the Bryan College Station Eagle over there in the state of Texas. This Texas A&M team, you know, people who listen to this podcast, people who listen to me on Sports Talk Mississippi know that, you know, I, I was selling them as overrated to start the season off. The the App State game kind of made me think I was right. But then I, I thought they bounced back really nicely against Arkansas. That was not a game I predicted them to win. And they played well, especially defensively. You know, the App State loss can be something that, that could have turned the season the wrong way in a big-time way, but it hasn't. It has not seemed to. They bounced back nicely. Just what's the general mood around this Texas A&M program right now? Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of said it. They kind of saved their season the last two weeks. I mean, when you when you lose to App State and then you have back-to-back top 15 games against Miami and Arkansas, and then you have to go to Starkville, a place a and kind of had a hard time playing at before, and then, of course, Alabama, I mean, you're, you're staring at a one and five start potentially two and four, maybe even. And that that would have that would have really soured a lot of A&M fans, in my opinion. But uh, to A&M's credit, they they they've stepped up. Uh, they made a switch at quarterback. That seems to have been the right move the last two weeks. And like you said, they've played really good defense. I mean, the way that they were able to shut Arkansas down in that second half with K.J. Jefferson was was pretty phenomenal, given how bad they started. So. Uh, you know, A&M is a work in progress. You know, Jimbo said it well after the game. He was proud of them for, for winning, but they could play so much better. And anybody that's watched them can, can tell you that. So uh, A&M's got good potential. It's just a matter of can, will, they, will they really get it going and really make something out of this season? Because they, they saved it and they've got a chance to do something. When you look at this team offensively, I mean, they're, they're kind of one-dimensional. I love Devon A. Shane. The guy's a great player. Fantastic running back, uh, one of the top in the in the conference. But pe- from the passing game perspective, they're just not great. And Anaya Smith being out for the season certainly doesn't help that. So I'm going to put it on to you. Explain to me why you think this Texas A&M offense can improve and be better as the season goes along. Well, uh, you know, the biggest thing from Max Johnson has been his ability to protect the football. And Jimbo's noted that several times. Uh, Haynes King, phenomenal athlete. One of the reasons why uh, he, he ended up losing the job, though, is his inability to protect the football. He had almost as many turnovers as he did touchdowns, and that's just not that's just not going to get it done. Um, Max is Max is a seasoned veteran. Uh, he he's been through the SEC gauntlet before at LSU, and he he played like it last weekend. I mean, he's he's taken his lumps. He 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 needs to get the ball out a little faster and avoid some of those sacks, um, but. For, for the most part, Anum's offense has moved better and has been more composed with him under center uh, these last couple of weeks. And, you know, you kind of you kind of nailed it. Anum took a huge hit by losing Anaya Smith. I mean, not only is he their most experienced player on offense, but he, he may be their most versatile player on offense. His ability to, to catch the ball in space, make plays, yards after catch, uh, he'll line up in the backfield. He's a great blocker when they get into a pony set. But you know, Anias Anias is is a big loss. But they still got they still got some good guys uh, uh, coming up coming up. You know, looking at Evan Stewart, he was a five star guy out of high school that A&M had a lot of praise for. 
I mean, not many true freshmen at wide receivers start for Jimbo Fisher. And that, that has not been the case at A&M during his time here at A&M. And so he's a guy that they're really going to have to turn to in these coming weeks. He showed some great signs this last week. Um, but the big thing was Devon A. Chain finally getting it going between the tackles. Uh, A&M had really struggled to run the ball between the tackles those first three games. And they went right through that Arkansas defense uh, this last week. We, we talked with A&M's center, Bryce Foster, yesterday, and he said, he said that Jimbo's game plan was to, to run it against the Razorbacks, which kind of seems crazy given how good they are up front in that front seven. Uh, but that's exactly what the Aggies did. I mean, they, they ran and ran and ran, and they ran it well, and they sprung some big ones and some key moments. And, and that seems to be A&M's M.O., and that seems to be what they're going to try and do going forward. So, you know, Mississippi State's defense against the run has been pretty good this year. I don't think you can totally say you can't limit or, or contain. I don't know what the word is for, for A-Shane because he's going to break some big runs. There's just no way around that. He's such a talented player. But if Mississippi State puts the game onto Max Johnson's shoulders, do you think he can win the game for Texas A&M? Yeah, that, that's a hard one because he hasn't quite been in that position. I mean, you think about it, though, the, the first time that I ever saw him was last year when a played LSU. And what did he do? He went out there on that final minute, and they threw the ball all the way down the field, and, and they got it done. And I've got to think that A&M has a better receiving core uh, than LSU did last year. And that A&M defense last season was pretty salty. So I've got to think that they have the ability to do it now whether or not they can to be seen because they, they, they just haven't done it yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's a, that's a fair question. And I, I think that there's a chance that that could happen because I think this game could be pretty close. I mean, the spreads what like three. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this, this could be a, this could be a four quarter battle for sure. Uh, and so we, we could see that possibly happen on Saturday. Whatever problems A&M has had offensively, defensively, they've been fantastic this year. Really solid. Uh, really did a great job against Miami. And then I thought, like you said, bouncing back from that 14 nothing deficit the way they did, they made the play that won the game uh, is what A&M's defense did. And this is such a young defense. All of those five-star kids and four-star kids that are part of that class a season ago are just now starting to find their way a little bit here, you know, as we get closer to the midway point of the season. Now, how good is this Texas A&M defense from a, from a university that has a, a great tradition of putting out great defenses? Yeah, I mean, they, they've really stepped up. I mean, how about that crazy play last week, that whole fumble deal where backyard football guys taking it from his teammate, running it to the house. Um, but, yeah. You know, what's interesting is that last week Aiden played a lot of three-man front. And, you know, everybody wants to talk about the, the depth and the stockpile of players that they have on the defensive line. But they, they're, they're running only three guys out there at one time, which I found kind of interesting. And whereas Arkansas was able to take advantage of that during that first quarter, Aiden really settled into that scheme there in that second half and, and really made some good plays. And if you've watched what Aiden's done the last two years on defense against Mississippi State, They've run a three-man front with six defensive backs, which makes sense when you're playing a team like Mississippi State coached by Mike Leach, right? There, there's, there's two things Mike Leach likes to do. He likes to pass the ball, and he likes to beat Texas A&M. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's definitely going to tr- be the Bulldogs' M.O. this week. And whereas A&M did really well in that three-man, six defensive back scheme two years ago in Starkville, 
Mississippi State had A&M's number against that, against that defensive alignment last year. I mean, Will Rogers really, I mean, there weren't a lot of big plays, but they picked them apart bit by bit, got down the field with ease uh, in those intermediate short passes. And so if you're A&M, knowing how efficient Will Rogers is and how, how aggressive Mississippi State's going to be in the passing game, they're going to have to be on their A game defending those passes and those crossing patterns, and, and that's something that, that A&M's definitely got their attention on this week. When we do our predictions for the, for the games, we, we pick a player we call the X factor, not the guy that we're saying is the offensive or defensive player of the game, just somebody who could make a big play that makes a difference in this game. If you had to pick one of those for Texas A&M, who would it be? Oh, that's a great question. Okay, I'll give you one on each side of the ball. On, on, on offense, I'm going to go Evan Stewart because without Anaya Smith, A&M's got to have a receiver that steps up big. He, he's a guy that's shown flashes, um, but he hasn't just had that breakout game where he's just burst onto the scene and it's clear he's the guy. Now he's going to have to be the guy. He's going to have to grow up pretty fast. He's going to have to put away – that get that suspension against Miami in the past and be a guy AM can count on on offense, especially in the passing game, make a big play downfield. And then on defense, I think it's Antonio Johnson. He is their do-it-all defensive back. Uh, he's a guy that can play nickel. He'll play high safety. He'll, he'll match up one-on-one on the opposing team's best receiver. You saw that last year. Arkansas got ahead big because of Traylon Burks. And then the whole second half, Antonio Johnson just marked him up one-on-one and Traylon Burks had like one catch for five yards. So, you know, if Mississippi State's finding a guy that's hot at receiver, they might they just might match up Antonio Johnson on him one-on-one and try and try and shut him down. And, you know, knowing what Mississippi State's capable of in the passing game, Anum's got Anum's gotta stop those passes and be able to make tackles in space and not allow for yards after catch. Um, because that, that's, that's what Mississippi State's going to do, and then they're going to try and pop a big one over the top. And what did Arkansas do good last week? They popped a big one over the top, and that is something that A&M cannot afford to do this week, uh, especially in a place like Starkville where it can get a little rowdy pretty quick. <laughs> well, we'll see what it brings this weekend. It should be a tremendous game between two teams. that They really need the, this win. Both teams do, so we'll see what happens. Uh, in Starville. Alex Miller from the Bryan College Station Eagle, man. Thanks so much for joining me. You can follow him on Twitter at AlexMill20. If you're looking for some A&M news this week, give him a follow. Thanks again, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate you. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.